Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Ragland Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you because you first loved us. We glorify you in your great name. We magnify you and we thank you for this week's listeners and we pray for the new listeners. We pray for all the revivals popping up all over America. We pray the blood of Jesus over stroke. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the Son of Abraham, Jesus Christ, amen. We continue our series on the final teachings of Jesus before he went to the cross. This week, I want to look at the reverse miracle of Jesus and the fig tree found in Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through 14, and the follow-up verses in Mark chapter 11, verses 20 and 21. Today's text is sandwiched between Jesus going to the temple late in the day on what we now refer to as Palm Sunday, and Jesus cleansing the temple, which was last week's podcast. Today's text reads, Now the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. Verse 20 says, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. My friends, at that time of year, during Passover, fig trees in Palestine produce crops of small edible buds, followed by large green leaves. Eventually, the buds would drop off and the normal crop of figs would form. Jesus saw the green foliage and looked for fruit, but found nothing. Mark says that this was not the normal season for figs. Jesus uses the tree as a teaching moment for his disciples. The fig tree had been a symbol of Israel's peace and security. Micah chapter 4 verse 4 declares, But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Zechariah chapter 3 Verse 10 records, In that day, says the Lord of hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree. My brothers and sisters, Israel's job was to be a blessing to the world by being fruitful. Isaiah chapter 27 verse 6 says, Those who come, he shall cause to take root in Jacob. Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. My comrades, unfortunately, Israel did not live up to God's expectations of being a fruitful blessing to the world. Micah chapter 7 verse 1 says, Woe is me, for I am like those who gather summer fruits, like those who glean vintage grapes. There is no cluster to eat. 
of the first ripe fruit which my soul desires. Folks, God inspects Israel in this verse and in the next several passages, including Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 13, which says, I will surely consume them, says the Lord. No grapes shall be on the vine, nor figs on the fig tree, and the leaf shall fade, and the things I have given them shall pass away from them. Now listen to what Hosea writes in Hosea chapter 9, verse 10. It says, I have found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as first fruits on the fig tree in the first season. But they went after Baal Peor and separated themselves to that shame. They became an abomination like the thing they loved. My friends, God delighted in the origin of the nation of Israel, but when the new nation arrived in Moab, they began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab, and Israel worshipped the god Baal. The anger of the Lord was kindled because some of the people had sinned against God. Read about it in Numbers chapter 25. Instead of passing the test by becoming an influence to the Moabites, the Israelites failed by sacrificing to other gods and bowing down before them. This would be a recurring pattern of Israel. God would protect them and bring prosperity. Then Israel would sin by worshiping other gods. Then God would punish them and eventually restore them, and the pattern would start all over again. God compares Israel to a rotten fig in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 17. It declares, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will send on them the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, and will make them like rotten figs that cannot be eaten. They are so bad. My friends, Israel believed that just because they were God's chosen people, they could do whatever they pleased, and God would still bless them. They still had the temple, which gave the impression of being fruitful, but they were bad figs because they did not back it up. Israel was called to produce spiritual fruit multiple times in the New Testament. In Matthew chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, John the Baptist proclaims, Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. My brothers and sisters, the hypocritical Jewish religious leaders assumed that they were hereditarily holy because they were descendants of Abraham. But John predicts their doom, saying, The axe is laid at the root of the tree, symbolizing their destruction. Jesus gives his warning in Matthew chapter 7, verses 16 through 20, teaching, You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. My friends, 
Israel's religious leaders, believing that they spoke for God, yet they were only interested in their own selfish ambitions. They looked religious, like the leafy fig tree that Jesus cursed, but they had no substance, no fruit. Jesus says, by their fruit, you shall recognize them. Folks, listen to what Psalm 1, verse 3 says about God's people who do yield fruitfulness. It says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. My comrades for Christ, godly Israel was connected to the source of prosperity, while ungodly Israel was cut off from God, and thus they withered. Peter was amazed at how fast the fig tree had died, representing God's impending judgment on Israel. But Jesus used this part of the fig tree event to teach about the power of prayer and faith in God. He uses the hyperbole of throwing a mountain into the sea. This exaggeration shows the faith Israel did not have and the faith the disciples must have. We must also show that same amount of faith. We are not expected to literally move mountains, but we are expected to have faith when we pray. My friends, the fig tree that Jesus cursed is not only about Israel, but it is about us as well. The nation of Israel failed in its mandate to be spiritual fruit to the world. But God's plan to tell the world about the saving power of His Son Jesus is carried out by Christians all over the earth. Christians have spread the gospel and they continue to advance the kingdom of God. The question is, are you a green, luscious fig tree that looks like a Christian but has no fruit? Or are you bearing fruit every year? Are you doing your part to share the love of Jesus, or do you have withered roots? My comrades for Christ, there is a lost world out there, and the only Jesus they hear or see is you and I. Be good fruit and tell them about the saving power of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus and showing us how to be good fruit. We pray for boldness as we get closer to Holy Week and that lost souls will be saved because of our testimony. In the name of the true vine, Jesus Christ, amen. And so my friends, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to do so, email us at hello at greatministries.org and just type in Jesus save me. That is your confession of faith. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe. Be blessed and have a great week.